everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. With so many children Zooming to school and missing in-person school, the number of children who have undiagnosed attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, amongst the most common of childhood mental health issues and dyslexia, and really struggling to stay engaged with schoolwork, and feeling frustrated, and falling behind, those numbers have all risen. With the emphasis for children in school being on staying safe from COVID, which is understandable, the ability for teachers to spot when a child is struggling, to recognize what the struggle might indicate, and to suggest testing to pinpoint what might be going on, is diminished. Parents may well assume that their struggling child is having difficulty due to the social isolation, the loss of in-school time, and the general difficulties of the pandemic. And this may well be true. But that can make it easy to miss an emerging mental health diagnosis that requires specific diagnosis and treatment to support the child. Most parents find it difficult to even acknowledge to themselves that indeed their child could have ADHD or a learning disability because the idea is painful and because we still stigmatize and because they don't want it to be true. And that is the reason why diagnosis is so often delayed by as much as two to five years from the beginning of symptoms for children who then only slip farther behind. Early intervention helps a child to stay on track and not lose self-esteem because they don't find themselves lost and awash with their schoolwork if they have recognition, treatment, and support. Today, I am answering a listener's question about her child's slipping performance in school and what to do about it. In addition, when a child is diagnosed with a learning disability or with attention deficit disorder, might they only have difficulty in school? Could they also have a potential strength? About 10% of school-aged children have ADD, and 10 to 15% have dyslexia, the most common of the learning disabilities. 
Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder affect the child's ability to regulate when they are attending to something. This results in difficulty concentrating on subject matter that the child does not find especially compelling, but also hyper-focusing on material that is of great interest to them. It includes, for many, difficulty with being disorganized, misplacing or forgetting things, being impulsive, and for those with ADHD, hyperactivity, or a physical restlessness the child experiences in addition to the other symptoms. Dyslexia affects a child's ability to process written language correctly. Certainly, both of these differences in a child's brain can make aspects of school and home life more difficult. Many parents are reticent to pursue a diagnosis even when they have a visibly struggling child, because the very idea of any mental illness or learning disability feels so distressing and stigmatizing. Delaying diagnosis has two significant drawbacks. One is that the longer a child stays off track with regard to school ability and overall development, the more difficult it is to get them back on track children's brains are very plastic, meaning they keep changing. And the earlier you treat them, the more quickly brain changes can happen. This can result in fewer symptoms or the development of coping skills that enable your child to work around their symptoms. The second drawback of delaying diagnosis is that along with the brain differences that cause symptoms such as distractibility and difficulty reading come particular strengths that, if nurtured, could make all the difference in terms of your child's actual potential and future self-esteem. So with that, let's get to our listener's question and see, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, my 12-year-old is having an increasingly difficult time with school. He has always been a good student, high energy, but able to perform well in the classroom. This past school year has seen the school move to some remote time, some in class time with masks, and less time with friends after school due to COVID concerns, and it has all been a struggle emotionally. But his grades have been slipping. He has had more difficulty concentrating and studying for tests that are coming up. On the one hand, he seems very unfocused and distracted, forgetting assignments, missing questions on a test. But on the other hand, he is able to play a video game he likes endlessly with razor-sharp focus. And in fact, I have difficulty getting him to stop. So this doesn't seem like attention deficit disorder to me, but I'm not sure. And I'm worried that academically, he is heading south. And actually, he feels very anxious about this himself. What can I do to help him? These past two years have been very difficult for many school children, for a whole host of reasons that you allude to. The loss of time at school has set some children behind in terms of learning, 
and has made it difficult to catch up, to stay focused, and feel happy at school. Kids who have any attentional issues were amongst the most affected because Zoom school was especially difficult for them. Staring at a screen all day is hard enough for most adults. It was pretty excruciating for many kids. Emotional state affects attention. And so kids, without an attentional diagnosis, had more difficulty these past two years if they were highly anxious, feeling sad, or overall quite stressed. As any of these issues affects one's ability to attend and concentrate. So discussing your son's emotional state with him and helping him with his stress, anxiety, or mood could go a long way towards helping him to be able to attend in school again. But attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is an even more common diagnosis than depression or an anxiety disorder in this age group. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz? We'll be back after this short break. Back to my listener's question about her son with school issues. The main symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder are impulsiveness, disorganization and problems prioritizing, poor time management skills, problems focusing on a task, trouble multitasking, excessive activity or restlessness, and poor planning, as well as having a low frustration tolerance. So, mom, you need to ask yourself, are several of these issues visible to you? Or you should call his teachers and ask, is this visible to them? You don't need to have all of them, just a couple. Most commonly, actually, is impulsivity and disorganization. And trouble attending to a task that they don't like. You mentioned his focus on video games. Another element of ADHD is something called hyperfocus. The ability to attend in a super focused and continuous way on content that you like. Sometimes, due to hyperfocus, it is difficult to stop. The reason for this is that ADHD is not a wiring issue that prevents you from being able to focus. It is a wiring issue that has to do with what's called a faulty switch in an area of the brain called the default network. This is the area that has to do with fantasy, thought, imagination, just free thinking. And one's ability to regulate that switch determines when you will consciously focus and when you choose not to focus. But if the faulty switch is there, as it is in ADHD, it means one's ability to consciously decide when to focus is not consciously under your control. So sometimes it will be on and sometimes it will be off. And it's mostly going to be regulated by what is enjoyable and really interesting to you. Because enjoyable and interesting turns on the neurotransmitter dopamine. 
And that neurotransmitter is the neurotransmitter of reward. And so the outcome is that it is hard to concentrate on things that you find boring or difficult or at least not engaging because you can't just turn on your switch. But it is easy, too easy to focus when something is really absorbing. So hyperfocus only tends to apply to things that you find highly engaging. And it sounds like you're questioning whether he may have an attentional issue. If this is the issue, then early diagnosis and intervention is key. Testing can often be arranged through your school, especially if the teacher has noted his struggle and refers him. You can discuss this with his teacher. But also, outside neuropsychological testing can be done instead to determine whether ADHD is present. And either way, behavioral interventions to help him with developing what I would call workarounds or behavioral methods of improving his ability to organize, to follow directions, to show what he knows on tests, to create better study methods that can make a big difference in school performance and thereby his self-esteem. Sometimes, in cases that don't respond adequately to behavioral training, medication may be an option. This is something best to discuss with a child psychiatrist. Some children have a little trouble attending, but really don't meet the criteria for ADHD. They can still benefit from learning organizational strategies for doing and keeping schoolwork. Either way, I'd advise you to rule in or rule out what might be causing what you clearly see as a change for your son to help set him back on track for future years of emotional, academic, and social well-being in school. I hope that was helpful. Is getting a diagnosis of ADHD or dyslexia all bad news in a child? No. Actually, there are unique, hardwired potentials for strengths in children who have ADHD and dyslexia. Case in point is somebody I've spoken to, Dr. Beryl Benesarath, a radiologist who discovered the method of using ultrasound to do prenatal screening for Down syndrome. Dr. Benesarath has dyslexia, and though school was challenging for her due to difficulty reading, her uniquely wired brain also helped her make breakthroughs medically that eluded others. This was no doubt due, at least in part, to a heightened ability to spot patterns on x-rays and think creatively. These are known strengths for people with dyslexia. Data also support a connection between ADHD and exceptional originality and creativity, high energy, and an ability to take risks that can pay off. When a child is diagnosed with ADHD, one of the first things I advise parents is to be aware of the particular types of strengths that often accompany these disorders. I tell parents to expose their children to subject matter and experiences that allow for that strength to be discovered and to manifest itself. For example, Introduce your child to puzzles and various three-dimensional mazes and blocks 
to explore their visual-spatial aptitude. To art projects and music of various types to gauge their interest in creative aptitude in that arena. And to subject matter from astronomy to coding to jazz to allow a spark to catch that will engage both their strengths and perhaps their passion. Discuss with your child their ideas for solving problems that exist in these different arenas to allow them to generate creative solutions and mull over what might work and what might not. Allow space in their day for imaginative play since unstructured time is needed to allow creative thought to blossom. It's also important to speak to your school and teachers about allowing for methods of completing work that do play to your child's strengths. That way, they can show what they know and build confidence in their capabilities. Parents can and should balance getting diagnosis and treatment with searching for and nurturing strengths in their child. The earlier parents do this, the better. Many of the world's most creative and successful people also have a mental health diagnosis or a learning disability. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to... How can I help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz.